coolest winter days when the icicles hanging from the tree branches and gate bars are at their very longest. The frozen lake next to our village glows a pale and mysterious blue. It is one of the biggest lakes you could possibly imagine, and wafts of mist and clouds dance across the icy surface by day and by night. Yes, the wind whistles across the plain, but apart from that, the lake lies silent most of the time. But I am going to tell you about a day when it was not silent at all. I am going to tell you about the day when a girl called Scotty fell into another world. Keep your ribbons up high. Scaddy, put your chin up a little bit higher. Remember? Graceful like a swan. Don't fidget around like a monkey. And now, take a deep breath, everybody. Fill your lungs. And mind your posture. One, two, three, and jump. Ouch. Geese, Scaddy. Sorry. I stumbled over my ribbon. I think my arms and my legs are a little frozen already. This is the fourth time you've crashed into us. You have no control over your body and your ribbon at all. Why do we even need ribbons? It's figure skating, Munchkin. It's part of the deal. Look, I know you want to spend time with us, but you're really not prepared for the show tonight. I'm sorry, figure skating just really doesn't seem to be your thing. Poor Moira is still bleeding because you cut her with your skate. I'm sorry, I just... No, Scatty, just no. Come on, let's move on with the other exercises. No, wait. That's enough, Scatty. No, I said wait. I can do it. I can do exactly what you did. Look, I'll show you. Wait, don't just run off, you idiot. You can't. But off into the mist, Scotty sped, and the other children lost sight of her as she shot down the lake, past white ice and blue, past fir trees and pines, past thick ice and thin ice alike. And suddenly, only thin ice was left. Scotty heard a crack. She hesitated for a second. She knew she could make it. She would show them. She prepared herself, sped up, tacked her toe pick into the ice and jumped. For a moment, she was dancing in the air, free and weightless, like a snowflake must feel, until her weight pulled her down to the ice again. Her skates hit the ice with a satisfying sound, but she felt joy for only a moment. Then a crack pierced her ears like thunder. I suppose you might be wondering where Scotty got to when she fell through the lake, because she really did fall through the lake, you see, not just through the ice, but through all of it, 
the deep, cold water that clung and gripped around her legs, sinking deeper and deeper, until at some point she felt like she was not sinking at all, but rather floating. And then, all of a sudden, her feet hit solid ground. <gasps> Scotty gasped in surprise and found she could breathe again. Around her, there was only mist and fog. Behind it, she could spot a frozen fjord and hundreds of frost trees with icicle branches swaying in the wind. And a creature, both human-like and yet inhuman, emerging from the whiteness, with skin half-transparent and shimmering like icicles or water ripples or the haze above a fireplace. Its eyes glowed like the fire of the sun on a frozen window, and grasped in its hand was a dagger-like stick that shone just like the winter sun itself. The creature put its head to the side, a quizzical look on its face. What are you? What are you? I'm Atar. That's my name, and I'm a snowflake, obviously. I... I'm a human... I thought snowflakes would be more pointy. And white? Oh no, no, we have to earn our white snow coats. They're not just given to us. Gosh, I can't believe I'm talking to a human being. I thought you'd be bigger. Well, I'm not a very big human. There are bigger ones, but have you never seen another human? Where is this place? Oh, you're by the fjords, east of the icicle forest. The biggest and most beautiful forest in the south, ten gales away from the crystal hall, and the dancing sheets, and if you turn right from... What? Wait, I don't know where any of these things are. Is this still my home? Your home? I can't say for sure. This is swell, the land of frost. Don't worry, we're really all really nice here. I can show you around after... Oh dear, look at you. Oh, what's wrong? You're shivering like a flake caught in a snowstorm. Are you alright? Oh, yes, of course. I'm just a little cold and wet, I think. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I know what to do about that. Do you see that little plateau over there? Do you see how the sun sets the white snow ablaze? Y yes, it's beautiful. It's my favorite place in the world. Come on. Let's see how fast we can get there. So to the top of the hill they ran. They passed trees that looked just like winter pines, but were made of white icicles that extended into smaller and smaller branches like needles. Because if you look at snow, I mean really look at it, right up close, it's not just white and fluffy and cold and crunchy. It makes perfect, beautiful angles. And Skadi could see that symmetry everywhere. In the trees and even in the mountains that were spikes of six-fold shapes. At the very top of the hill, the ground was so bare and flat they could see all the crystalline whites and aquamarines and silvers glittering below them. The sun shone warm on Scotty's skin. All was elegant and sublime. It was quiet, like winter itself. That was amazing! Well, quiet with two exceptions. You look much better already. Uh, I never asked your name, did I? I'm Scotty. Nice to meet you. Your name was Atta, right? Yep. And Scotty? That's a nice name. Gosh, what a view we have from here, Atta. 
I'm really glad you brought me to this place, but I'm also really glad you're at the forts back there. I think you might have saved my life. What, me? No, no, that's impossible. I was just there to... Atta? Oh no, no, no. I'm in a lot of trouble. Why? What's up? What's going on? I have to go to rehearsal. We'll perform the snowball tonight. No, I'll be late. I'll be late. Wait, can I come with you? Would you want to? Of course. Oh, then yes, please. Be my guest. They dashed off through the snow again, and only stopped running once they reached the Crystal Hall. It was the most breathtaking building Scotty had ever seen. Made of ice and reaching up to the winter sky with crystallite pillars, its roof was dotted with star-shaped points that cast light about in geometric patterns. The hundreds of shimmering snowflakes gathered inside were dappled with the golden rays of the afternoon sun. All of them looked like a tar. Only one of them, Fracture, the teacher, had the shining, six-pointed, silver-blue-and-white coat of a mature snowflake. Shh! Where have you been? It's the most important day of the year and you're late? The first half of our rehearsal's already over. I found a human being! What? This strange and wobbly little thing? Yes, that's me. Hello! I thought humans would be tall. Well, I'm a human child. Human child or no human child? I really don't have time for this now. Snowballs tonight and it's very important. I'm afraid you're much too late to join the practice at all. But I want to dance with the others. I've waited so long and I've practiced so much. I've even polished my sunrise by the fjord. Look! As a sign of proof, Atar held the dagger-like stick up so high that its golden light half-blinded Skadi. That is the least you could do. You really must take things more seriously. Eximit is always on time and never brings anything strange or wobbly to my classes. And do keep your voice down and leave now. We need to continue with the practice. Silence. For the first time since Scotty had met Atar, Atar remained completely quiet. Scotty didn't. It's my fault. Really, it is. You mustn't be cross with her. I fell into the water and found myself lost here. But when Atta found me, she wouldn't leave me stranded and all chilled to the bone. And so she took care of me. Please don't punish her for that. You must let her go and do the dance. Please. Are all humans as loud as you are? You're even worse than Atta. Anyway. In view of the unusual circumstances, I will allow you to join the others. But do try as hard as you can. You know that if we don't dance it right, your snow coat won't appear, and you won't become a proper snowflake. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. All right. Now, run along to the others. Go with her, human child. But don't distract Arthur again. Off with the two of you. Yes, Yes, ma'am. the snow dancers formed one huge silver shining circle with reams of smaller circles within the bigger one. 
They played with their sun rays, throwing and catching them back and forth. One, two, three. One, two, three. Sorry, one, may I pass two, here? Three. Sorry. One, two, so sorry. Three. I just want one, two, three. One, two. Ouch! I'm so sorry. You clumsy clot. You have stepped on my foot and I've lost my count. I just wanted to get to my place. I'm sorry. I'm. What's a fuss about? Atar, you can't come late and cause such a muddle and distract everyone. Hurry up. Go to your place and get in. Heximeter, dear, you did a wonderful job. See, there's your example to follow, Atar. Now, everyone, continue. Yes, yes ma'am. The circles of snowflakes began to rotate more and more and took off, becoming a huge silver-white whirlwind of snow. cold wind whistled into Scotty's face. All the snowflakes were smiling now, all but the one Scotty's eyes were fixed on. Atar frowned with concentration, looking back at Heximeter and then at the sun rays again. Scotty wanted to applaud her and shout that she was doing a great job, but Scotty didn't dare make a sound in case it caused Atar more trouble. So she decided to remain quiet. But right then and there, Atar looked too intently at Heximeter in the circle, stumbled and tried desperately to snatch her sunray before it hit the floor. But unfortunately... Watch it! You'll make me drop my sunray! What's wrong with you? But... but I did exactly what you did. You didn't do it right. Honestly. It can't be that hard. All of us know how to catch a sun ray and throw it back. I'll practice until the show tonight. I promise. If you haven't managed it all year, why should you get it right in one afternoon? We'll all work so, so hard for this. And you just come along and mess it up for the rest of us. If we don't do the snow dance right, none of us will get our snow coats. And we won't become proper snowflakes. And you just... You can't. You really mustn't. I can. I'm sure I can. I'll try. I really will. Enough, both of you. Atar, I will give you one final chance at this dress rehearsal tonight. But I'm afraid you must excel. Or I won't allow you to join the others. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. The closer the evening came, the more the eager and happy anticipation grew among the snowflakes. I'm sure this evening will be wonderful. It will be magical. It will be magnificent. It will be fun. Well, not for everyone. <sighs> You're hopeless, you know. You were meant to say marvelous or mysterious or mystical or memorable. You had so many choices and you went for fun? Oh, they all begin with the same letter. I didn't realize. I'm sorry. You never realize, do you? Don't start a fight, you two. 
That's not snow-like. We all need to be focused on the ball. Now, I'll see you later, and you'd best both be ready for dancing. We all have to put on the most perfect show we can. What's wrong? I thought you'd been looking forward to the snowball and your snow coat for ages. But now you don't seem happy at all. Don't you like dancing anymore? It's not that I don't like to dance, but everyone else is so quiet and gentle and elegant and I just want space. When I'm in the well, I feel small and constrained and I step on everybody's feet all the time and drop the stupid sun rays and... <sighs> I don't know, Scotty. I just... For me, it's more fun to be carried up just a little bit and then to jump down to the ground and stamp and crackle and crunch and chuckle. But why don't you just do that? Why don't you just dance your dance however you want to? I can't. We need to dance together for the snow coats to settle around us. I've always dreamed of my own dress, all flowing and puffy, and me. But do you need to do their snow dance for that? Why don't you try dancing alone or just something else? There isn't a something else. I'm a snowflake and I have to do this properly in the world. You know, it's not easy to be a snowflake. You have to sit properly and dance properly and be properly. It's very, very hard. But I'm trying so hard to get it right. And now you just come along and tell me I should do something different? I, I didn't mean... I, I just... I thought... That I'm not good enough for the snow dance? That I can't do it? No, that's not what I said. I just know what it's... I just know what it's like to try so hard all the time and to do things like everybody else. How tiring it is when you're trying to be someone you're not and you just don't fit. I just thought that maybe... I don't know. Maybe... Maybe it doesn't work that way. How it works is simple. If you want to do well, you have to do what everyone else does, and you have to be good at it. If it's tiring, I hide it. If it hurts, I ignore it. I don't want to think about anything other than how to do that as well as I can, because that's what I have to do. Look, I don't want to talk about this, and I really need to practice. Please leave me alone for a bit. Don't make me go away. I was just trying to help. You're not helping me. How could you? You're not even a snowflake. That's not fair. Look, I really want to help. I want to be your friend. I don't get to have friends unless I do this right. Just just leave me alone, please. And so Scotty left and wandered until at last she sat, sad and tired and cold, beneath the icicle branches of a great frost tree. One more like a hornbeam, with the icicles at the end growing flat with sharp serrated edges. Around her, tiny snowflakes silently started to cover the landscape. And it was there that Fracture, the snowflake's tutor, found her again. What happened, human child? Don't you want to see the snowball? Atta is really upset with me. I don't think she wants to see me anymore. She's probably just very stressed, dear. When you're tense, it can happen that you say things that you don't mean. She told me to leave her alone, and that I don't believe in her. I don't think she thinks anyone believes in her. Um, do you believe in her? Of course. 
I think I believe in her more than she does. Then she's lucky to have found you. I think she's a bit like me. And I'd applaud her dancing, even if I was the only person there to do it. Then why don't you come along and watch her dance to support her? Do you think she wants me there? I'm sure she does. Thank you. Yes, I'll come with you. When Scotty and Fracture reached the great crystal hall, the building was covered in the silver light of the rising moon. In the building, everyone was ready for the dance to start. And so the snowflakes started turning, round and round, clockwise and counterclockwise, spirals and gusts and eddies, all forming and glittering in the great crystal hall. He threw sun rays and moonbeams back and forth between them, and turned and spun and shone. And as they did, a haze started to rise around each of the snowflakes, coming together to a six-fold shape around them the longer they were dancing. And there, in the middle of it all, was a tar. And when the snowflakes bobbed, she leapt in the air, and when they whirled, she crackled and ran, and when they landed gently, she stamped with a bang, almost as if she couldn't help it. And she hurled the sun rays at the fragile crystal roof, and she threw herself around the room, and the dance got faster and faster. The other snowflakes looked worried. Atar, be careful. You're throwing the sun rays too hard. And you're jumping too high, you're bumping to us. But look, look, look how fast I can go with all of you. I can throw the beams as far as I want, and I can crunch them back to the ground again, and... Oh no, the roof! She's hit the... The stage of the crystal hall was covered in broken pieces of glass, and as the light of the moon shone silver and cold through the hole, all wafts of mist and traces of snow coats faded away. I've... I've really done it now, haven't I? This... Oh goodness, this is a disaster. We'll have to move to the town hall for the performance. Pipkia, Katanesi, get some of the others to help clean up the mess. My sun ray, it's all bent out of shape. Can I, can I help? What can I do? It's, I think it's best if you go home. You've done quite enough today, and the rest of us will need to clear it up without you treading on everyone's toes. But the dance. You're not dancing with us now. But... You're ruining it for the rest of us, Atta, and you can't take this away from us by stamping all over the place tonight. I don't even know where I'm going to find a new sunray for my part to the dance. I'm sorry, Atta, but I can't let you dance if you'll be a risk to the other snow dancers. It, it wouldn't be fair after they all worked so hard on it. I, I just, I really am sorry, but this just won't do. We can't deal with you crashing around like this when we're trying to make sure everything's in order. Go home, Ata. Really, that's the best thing you can do now. The best thing I can do. Yes, that's right. We'll talk more tomorrow, child. Run along now. Here, have my sunray hexameter. I don't think I'll need it again. You, I mean, I... And Atar left the broken crystal hall behind, slumped forwards with a heavy tread on the snow beneath. <laughs>
Where is she going? What will happen to her now? I don't know. If she doesn't have a sunray for the dance, she won't be dancing again for a very long time. They take a very long time to find and form. I wish I could stand around and answer your questions, human child. But there really is a lot to sort out here. But what should I do? Follow her. But I don't know what to say. Look, I don't understand Atar, and I won't pretend I do. But if she needs something, she needs someone who does understand. Maybe you do. Maybe. Yes, I'll try. Scotty searched for Atar in the fog of the evening, frantically running to and fro until she spotted fresh footsteps in the new snow that weren't her own. As fast as she could, she ran, following them. Wait for me! Wait! Wait! What do you want? I just wanted to know if you're alright. Of course I'm not alright. I'm the worst. At everything. Of everything. Can't keep quiet. Can't work together. Can't dance. Now they don't even want me to be around them. I like being around you. You wouldn't if you knew me longer, like the others. If you saw how I make a mess of things, no matter what I do. I don't care. I do want to be around you. Hey, why don't we go back to the plateau? You said it's your favorite place in the world, so maybe it'll cheer you up a bit. We could lie down on our backs and watch the night sky. That always helps me. Mm, maybe. We can try. So they went back to the hill, and this time everything glistened in the cool blue light of the winter moon and the silver clouds and mist in the trees. Like this, the plateau seemed even more enchanted. But Skadi had an uneasy feeling in her stomach as they lay down in the middle of it all the same, and she thought her friend did too. The stars seemed just like back home, Scotty thought. It's so big and wide up here on the hilltop. You could fit all the dancers from down below on here and the same number again. I don't want to think about dancing. I thought your dance was proper fun. It was thumping and awful and horrible. And I suppose they'll never let me near the crystal hall ever again. Hey, why don't you dance with me? Up here, we can jump and stamp and shout... As loud as we want! <laughs> <laughs> you remember what you told me about your dancing? What do you mean? You said you don't want to feel constrained. I just want space. Yes, and now we have all the space in the world for just us. Come on, we'll stamp and shout together. You think we should? Yes, come on! And so Atar started to stamp through the thickening blanket of fog and mist into the snow. And Skadi stamped with her. And as they moved, the clouds and mist joined and made their feet disappear in whiteness as they danced. And how they danced, shaking all their arms and legs. They whipped, they whirled, they hopped, they hustled, they shimmied, they shook. They jumped and they jived and they laughed all the way. <laughs> We're dancing! We're dancing your dance! And look at you! 
There are pitch black sparks coming out of your shoulder. It's like you're... You're becoming a black snowflake. It's amazing. Black snowflake. That's an idea. <laughs> Come on, take my hand. Let's jump together. <laughs> Ow. Oh, what? Your hand is hot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Are you hurt? No, no, no. I was feeling cold anyway. It's fine. It's nice and it warms me, but... But how is a snowflake hot? Oh, dear. I'm a terrible snowflake. I can't even be cold. And this coat. What is this coat? Snowflake coats are all silver and white. Not pitch black like this. I've tried, but I'll never be like the others. I'll never be successful. You're successfully you. I mean, look at you. You're gorgeous. You've got ruby red lines running all through you, and you're glowing just like... What? Atta, I, I don't think you are a snowflake. What do you mean? I don't think I can be anything other than a snowflake. I think so. I mean, look, you jump and bounce and shout and you're hot and you're just the complete opposite of all the things that snowflakes are. You're more like, like soot or embers. What is an ember? It's like, it's hot and it jumps and it crackles and leaps and you know how snowflakes are a little tiny bit of snow? Embers are a tiny little bit of fire. 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 What do you think? It's a wonderful word. It's it's me. Do you do you need them, these embers? This fire? If we didn't have them, we would freeze. And we would never see how beautiful all the winter snow is. We need lots of different things for lots of different reasons, but we need them all the same. Especially at Christmas, when we sit by the fire and watch you dance to warm up. So human beings are cold like snow? No, we're not as hot as a fire, but we're also not as cold as snowflakes. If we were, we would die. Talking about, I feel... Pretty cold, actually. Oh dear, you're right. You're all pale and blue like a snowflake. I... I must have been here for too long. I... I didn't notice it, but it really is very cold here in Spell. Too... too cold. Hey, hey, don't go quiet on me. What's wrong? I'm just... I feel very tired and very, very cold. Come here. I'm warm. You'll be alright, I promise. I can do this. I'll warm you up. You'll make it. Because you are... Atta, you are... Good, good at being you. you. While saying the word, Scotty fell into the thick fog and clouds at their feet. But instead of hitting the ground, she fell deeper and deeper into the whiteness. There was only whiteness and calmness and a strong sense of warmth within her. There was nothing else in the world but a feeling of peace as her eyes got heavier and the world turned dark. 
Scuddy! Scuddy! What? Atta? Atta? Oh, Scuddy, you're awake. What? Where am I? Mom? Anna? Scuddy, you are right? You came such a long way, we were searching the whole day. Look, you fell into the ice all the way over there. You must have crawled out of the lake, found this campfire and fell asleep. You got so, so lucky, Scotty. Campfire? Oh, Scotty, we were so worried about you. We were looking everywhere. Thank God for this fire. But I was... I was somewhere else. The show... Oh, don't worry about the show now. I'm sorry that I was so harsh to you. I didn't mean it. Look, if you really want to, you can join us for figure skating whenever you want to. We will be super patient, I promise. Skating? No, I, I don't think... Hush, hush now. First we'll get you home and warm. And then when you feel better again, you girls can practice together. You're going to be good. I'm going to be... Yes, I'm going to be good. Good at being me. Yes, Scotty. That's a lovely way of putting it. What is that in your hand, dear? Fire. <laughs> I mean, that's close enough. I think it's some sort of gem. It's fire. All right, all right. You almost died, so you get a free pass for being weird today. It's fire. Real hot fire you can carry in your hand. Let's get you to bed, so you can get some rest, munchkin. Come on. I'll carry you back up to the house. Thank you. Thank you. And that is how my grandmother got back home from Svel. The very next day, she hung up her ice skates and exchanged her ribbon for a long metal rod. For hours, she would sit by the fire and create glass figurines in the shape of ice trees, symmetrical buildings, and half-transparent magical creatures she called her snowflakes and embers. Each and every one of them looked marvelous and unique. Whenever people asked her about the origin of her motifs, she only gave a mysterious smile and thumbed the fiery gem in her pocket. Sometimes she wondered what life had had in store for her friend Atar after they'd parted. But of course, she couldn't know, and I don't know either, for it is rare that any of us human beings are permitted to walk among the flakes of Svel, and few believe the stories of those who do. But I could always tell when my grandmother was telling the truth, and she was telling the truth about Atar. And now she has decided to give me that little piece of fire that she keeps by the chimney whenever she melts glass for a new figurine. As she tells me her stories by the crackling logs, I write them down, so that my children's children, too, will know what a remarkable life she would have missed out on if she continued spending all her energy on being somebody she was not. But the stories of her later life are for another time and another place. For stories fall like snowflakes, you see. Every year brings a new flurry of stories that dance in the air, just waiting to be explored.
The Black Snowflake was written and directed by Evangelista Sie and James Bailey. You can find Eva on Facebook and you can visit her website njiru.at. James Bailey runs exilian.co.uk and is on Twitter at Drubal Barker. James is also on Mastodon under that same name. Atar was played by Alessa Dullinger. She is on Facebook under this name. Heximeter and Arne were played by Gerda Eva Goloman. She is also on Facebook under that name. Skadi was played by Tamara Payer, who is part of the Student Acting Shakespeare Society, SAS. You should check it out. The narrator was played by Rowan Bruce. Fracture and Skadi's mother were played by Susie Goebel. Original music was provided by Tom Wood. You can find his work under twoodmusic.com. The Christmas Audio Play series 2019 was produced by Marie-Therese Sauer and recorded and edited by Leonhard Engelmeier. You can find Leonhard on Twitter at Leo Engelmeier.